0: Feeling better, looking better, making life better. It's life tips. Life, life, tips, life tips. We'll explore the latest innovations, introduce you to the latest products, and bring you the tips from experts and environmental pioneers to help you lead a better life. Life tips. Life tips. Life tips. Making your life smarter, better, faster, wiser. Welcome your hosts, Byron White and Amanda Smith.
1: Welcome to the show today, everybody. We're here with Matthew McDermott. That's going to join us in a couple minutes. Mandy, how are you?
2: I'm great. What's going on?
1: Not too much. Matthew's from Tree Hugger. How fun is that?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love Tree Hugger. I am on that site all day, all night. They have great information. Everything from you know celebrity green gossip to you know awesome ways to improve your life, your health. Everything Tree Hugger's got it.
1: So your focus this week for Matthew is trying to have us unravel the the green issues regarding uh... the political campaigns that's going to be fascinating i need a lot of ink in my pen and my keyboard will be <laughs> typing furiously to try to take some notes to weigh this out what's your what's your thought on on your political affiliation at this point are you going to remain neutral over the air here for your fan base or are you well, going to come out and, and <laughs> are you going to wait until the end of the show to make and, and for a few months to you know sort it all out
2: well you know what i i was I was saying to someone earlier that, that we here at Life Tips are neither red nor blue, we're just green. So ah. that's what we care about. Who's standing on the right side of the green issues? Who's, who's fighting for, you know, Mother Nature? Who's for doing the right, right thing? That's what I want to well, know.
1: Right on. Um, let's see, do you want to take a quick break before we bring Matthew on? Sure. Let's do it. We'll be back in just a minute, everybody, with Matthew McDermott here, who's associated with Tree Hugger. We'll learn more about Matthew. Back in a minute, everybody.
0: Life Tips will be right back after this short break. Hey, what's that sound coming from your computer? That's the sound of me making money with ReferBack.com. They've shown me how to referback.com show me how to turn clicks on my existing site into cash referback gives you free banners mailers even your own personal account manager oh can they help me make money off my blog too absolutely your websites your blogs they can all be making you money you can even earn 50 percent commission on your first month put some into your website just visit referback.com need help improving your ppc campaigns Tired of spending all your time swamped with spreadsheets and manual updates? Turn to Adapt SEM software to optimize your campaigns and to reach your goals. Adapt SEM is one of the most affordable and reliable tools on the market for improving PPC campaigns. Adapt SEM not only optimizes your bids, but also gives you keyword suggestions, competitive research, and helps to test ads, all in one place at flat rate pricing and no long-term commitments. Learn how Adapt SEM can help manage your PPC campaigns better. Check out our free webinar at adapt.com slash webmaster radio. Sign up now for a free personal tour. Adapt.com slash webmaster radio.
1: on a performance-only basis so you only pay for results. TopNicheNetworks.com has the answers that you've been seeking for making your business a success on a performance-only basis. And that's a good thing because my butt's falling asleep. Domain Masters. Andrew Miller, Mike Zaplin, and Rob Monster. Talk a little bit about some of the current domain strategies that are going on. With Network Solutions putting up their Whois database, it created a marketplace. If we can, with Patents.com, we're going to be able to translate 30 million patents 15 different languages and create 450 million documents supposed to be spidered and indexed with the search engines. Domain Masters Live broadcast Wednesdays at 7pm Eastern, 4pm Pacific or on demand anytime inside the internet marketing channel only on
0: webmasterradio.fm Join marketing to women expert, Maria Ritan, as she chats with those in the know so your business can grow. Purse strings, Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the advertising channel. Only on webmasterradio.fm. And now, back to life tips. Making your life smarter, better, faster, and wiser. Here are your hosts.
1: Welcome back, everyone. We're here with Matthew McDermott. Matthew, welcome. Hi. How are you doing? Fine, thanks. So perhaps you can tell us a little bit about what you do a tree hugger, or what you don't do. Even better.
3: <laughs> what I don't do a tree hugger. Well, one thing I don't do a tree hugger is um, actually go into an office every day. Everybody a tree hugger, um, for the most part, writes remotely, so um, that's a bit of a, a plus. But what I actually do is um, I, you know, I'm a full time writer. Write you know, five days a week covering mostly renewable energy, um, although some um, other weighty environmental issues, um, you know, find their way into what I write as well.
1: Terrific. So help us unravel some of the complexity with who's on the right side of the green fence or the green grass with a fence in between with regards to the, some of the political issues related to green living and the commitment to the environment. Love to just hear you break it down sure. for us and give us some some, some guidance. guidance. Sure. Uh, before I start, I think, in the intro, um, you mentioned
3: that you know the environment really isn't a red, you know a red or blue issue. I mean, it really is a green issue. You know, at Rio, we really try to look at things from that standpoint, from the standpoint of you know who would, who's got the best plans, who's really standing up for the environment. I think you guys really got that you know correct in assessing us. Um, but you know, in, in talking about the you know the 2008 elections, I think. You know, one good indicator, if you wanted to just go back and say who has who you know, the better lifelong environmental record, um, League of Conservation Voters has, you know, assesses both, you know, all the presidential candidates, senators, and, and so on. And over a lifetime, they've given Barack Obama a score of 96, whereas John McCain's lifetime score is of 26. So that gives you, a you know, a base mark, a baseline, rather, to, you know, to, to go off of. You know, beyond that, I think, you, you know, it takes a little bit more to go into what they're, you know what their policies are,
1: and the, earning that score. Just some brief background on what went into. Because I mean, the track record for Obama is not quite as long as. His, okay. so. Correct. Correct.
3: Yeah. So, so Obama has a much shorter record. So I suppose you could argue that it's going to skew that way. With um, lead conservation voters, they you know they, they take they track how people vote on issues that they consider to be of importance to the environment. Right. And, you know, and and they just and they see how you voted on that yes no or abstain, which in, in fact if they have count an abstain vote or just, you know, didn't vote cuz you didn't show up, not even a formal, you know, I was there but I'm not going to vote. Um, they count that as a vote against. So I suppose you could you could argue that that that's going to skew you negative and in the case of John McCain, I think he got a zero last year, but I think I it would be judging his overall record a little bit harshly to say that you got a zero because you were out campaigning to be president so that was a vote against the environment I, but overall i think i think their their methodology is pretty pretty good in that regard
1: the other thing to think about and it is before we even get into sort of the ticks and the tacks of of how you weigh all of this what do you think is the right approach for the for the average person like me to just begin uh, tackling these complex issues related to to the environment, and which candidate is 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 is, uh, is is demonstrating their commitment to change, you know, do we clip out articles and papers and see, aha, see he's doing that? I mean, how do we do we go online? Do we do searches? Do we do we you know? I mean, voting patterns I think are hard to to base yeah. where the future is going. So what is what is some advice from you? Because you know things have changed in the last six months. You know this is all this is a whole the, the, new world true. In, you. know, so what it, you know? What is your advice to somebody that's just trying to gather the facts and gather the data on how to pr- approach the overall issue with uh, making making a wise decision uh, in the fall?
3: I, I, I think the, one of the things that people shouldn't do is get caught up in the the nitpicking about how people's viewpoints have changed. At mm-hmm. least in, at least until yeah. you've gotten some background in it. I, you know, yeah. th- 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 that might be good for. Um, you know, for for political radio, political media, whatever. But from an environmental standpoint, that that doesn't really do you very much good. Mm-hmm. Um, and I agree. I don't think looking at people's voting records is necessarily the only way to go. Mm-hmm. It, 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 to me, it's look at look at what people are proposing and see if that is is something that's feasible to do. Is it something that you know will address it? Will it do what it's will? What, I'm sorry. What pro, what if a program that's outlined? Will do what it's um, intended to do, and I and, and I think on a lot of the issues, um, and I, I don't want to be too partisan on this because I do try to be even-handed. I think, the, <laughs> uh, no, I, I I really do. I mean, I certainly have my political viewpoints, but I think on a lot of the issues, a number of the Obama platform positions are um, they're a little bit more nuanced than the McCain positions. Let's drill into some of the topics: sure.
1: offshore drilling. Who's for? Who's against?
3: Um john mccain is undoubtedly for you don't have to you only have to listen to the radio every once in a while or watch tv you know casually to realize that that said obama ha- is, has is indicated support for offshore drilling if it's part of some compromise legislation uh, that said the the executive ban on offshore drilling you know expires in what six days or something and this week um, earlier, or actually, at the end of last week, a compromise bill with renewable energy was put forward. So it looks like that's going to go ahead whether um, whether it's the best plan for America or not.
1: In general, tax incentives.
3: Uh, the, the, that one, there's. there's um, a pretty strong distinction as well. Um, John McCain takes a much more federalist policy about things and would prefer that the government, uh, the federal government fund research but leave um, specific incentives up to states, whereas Barack Obama has, has continually indicated support for, um, for a strong federal policy.
1: Hmm. Um, regular, or commitment and in, in investment of government dollars in alternative energy sources
3: um well john mccain talks you know talks the talk on that in his speeches but i think he he prioritizes it differently than barack obama you know both of them do mention it but mccain definitely would be for nuclear energy or offshore drilling expanding domestic fossil fuel sources before renewables um but i'm sorry i have my brain just Shut off. Um, <laughs> I did mine.
1: Right at the same time, <laughs> uh, it was an outage.
3: Yeah, it was an, it was a power outage on that. Um, federal investment in renewables. Um, that, that was the question. Correct. Um, Obama. Alternative,
1: yeah, just overall. You know, uh, uh, in alternative I, I think. Commitment.
3: I, I think Obama has a has a stronger commitment prioritizes renewable energy and alternative fuels much more highly in his energy package than does John McCain.
1: Mm. McCain's doing a good dog and pony show of commitment to you know he he's really you know giving the raw right here. But Bo- both candidates are. I mean, they both want to come out. I think as supportive of alternative energy. I, I, so, I, I think when, when you do the ticks and the tax, who's really going to be better to better position us to see alternative energy resources, right. particularly in this country, grow and prosper? Right. I'm talking more companies here. Right, In terms of companies. I think you're right. first of Supporting all I think the you're companies right, but, that are that are but, that are banging out the, the solar panels and the electric right. batteries for cars. You know, right. those are, that that's how this gets to us, right? So, right. which political yeah. candidate is going to support those companies' initiatives more?
3: Um, if I had to pay, you know, just yeah, if you had to summing up, reality. I think I think Obama, I think Obama's will. Um, he, he prioritizes renewable energy so much more highly than does McCain. Although, to be fair, McCain does talk does talk about renewable energy a significant amount. Um, I think Obama's programs will um, bring more renewable energy into the market faster than will John McCain's.
2: No, I'm just waiting for one quick second. I want to ask sure. you about Palin. Does she legitimately have a, a stance on uh, on thinking that that climate change is is not man made?
3: Um, that, or is, that or is, has
2: that been misconstrued? Uh,
3: um, uh, from what I've seen, that that is her position. Um, however, in the ABC interview, I guess it was about a week ago now, maybe a little bit more. Um, she did soften her position to bring it around to to more of that of John McCain's. That you know, she she definitely seems to think that something should be done about it. But from a scientific standpoint, I personally don't think you know that you can argue anymore that climate change is not you know man made and that has been her public position up until the interview of a couple weeks ago
2: now when uh, I know that McCain came out against oil drilling in the in the uh, Arctic in, reserve yeah, and I Iowa. know that she is very pro what happens when two candidates don't meet in the middle regarding some of their their major uh, stances
3: yeah that, 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 that's definitely um That's an unknown variable at this point, whether she can convince John McCain to drill in Anwar, you know, is simply unknown. Um, She's repeatedly said she will try to convince him to do so. Um, But I don't know what's going to happen with that. I mean, but on the other side of the ticket, on the other side, you know, the Democrats, um, Joe Biden has come out, I think it was just today, in fact, saying some fairly negative things about um, clean coal, which is in opposition to the the obama platform that which has been supportive of clean coal um if only to garner support in um coal producing states but you know his, his platform is in support of it so there's been some you know division there as well
1: mm-hmm. uh. As you begin to analyze the the potential rise in oil prices to record levels you know gas prices reaching four or five six seven dollars you know, when do you think that the American people are going to just stomp their foot and say it's time to, for radical change? And,
0: hmm.
1: and and is there a politician that is going to be able to guide us to radical change? Because I think we need radical change, don't you? Uh,
3: I, 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 I Either I, I, I agree. of these
1: candidates... You know, supporting radical change.
3: No, no I, 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 I agree that a, a radical shift in our entire civic and transportation infrastructure yeah. is required. Um, we, we simply can't go on using oil the way we have, whether from a climate standpoint or simply from a supply standpoint. Um, but I, I would have to agree with you. I don't think either one, either political candidate, will lead us to that sort of you know radical change that we need but i don't think i don't fault either one of them for that too strongly it's just it's a part of the office you can't you can't do that you know that that sort of change has to come from somewhere else and while they may be able to advocate for such a position they can't it's a it's a limitation of the office i i i would like to see that change but i don't expect that change to come from the executive branch
1: now, you raise an interesting point that that kind of change needs to come from some other venue, some other movement, some other, in, you know. Which of the candidates is most supportive of those types of movements that could make change and, and help uh, help foster change?
3: But, um, I mean, uh, the easy answer would be Obama based on it. Uh, you
1: keep he, saying Obama, but I need a McCain answer from you. You want a
3: McCain answer. I would. <laughs> I joking. don't know. John, 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 okay, I'll, I'll give you, I'll, I'll pray with it from the McCain perspective.
2: Um,
3: <laughs> John McCain has consistently shown support for the oil industry. Wow. And while this this may be an armchair analysis and not deeply, you know, deeply analytical, you know, I don't, I don't see him backing away from that. Um, and I, you know, the, the, the oil industry is going to hold on as long as they can to keep pumping more right. oil and keep, that present infrastructure. You know, eventually they will probably shift, but I think in the you know, in the short term, certainly within the time that either one of these two candidates are in office, we're not gonna see, you know, we're not gonna see a shift that way.
2: Are we are we any closer to starting a green recovery program, like starting with the green stimulus and pushing more money into environmental business and environmental jobs, things of that nature? Are we really any closer or is it just a, a dream?
3: Um, I, I don't think it's a dream. Um, I, I don't specifically look at the stats on green business in terms of growth that much, but I think that if there is one growth area in the economy, the you know renew, expanding renewable energy will create a, a good number of jobs. There've been a, a number of reports on that, um, so I, I think I think it's moving. With the um, presuming that the the renewable energy incentives that were passed in the Senate yesterday get. Um, approved by the house and the president which i believe they're expected to um, you know it, it's going to it's going to create a stable regulatory environment at least in the short term that will allow renewable energy to keep growing and with that american jobs
2: are you talking about the alternative energy tax credits
1: yes i am yeah okay
2: all right what what
1: what what creative solutions or policy have have you seen demonstrated in the in the political race so far? Any really interesting creative ideas that are worthy of discussing?
3: Um, I'm sorry. In, in what creative, creative
1: I- ideas? You know, ideas that went beyond compromise and and went ah. beyond safe you know safe answers to questions and put forth any super creative <laughs> plans or policies that really caught your eye. Um, honestly,
3: I, I think both candidates have put forward some fairly. You know, not safe ideas um, on either side. Um, McCain's plan to expand nuclear energy—whatever you think of that, positive or negative—I mean, it is a fairly bold statement. Nuclear energy doesn't have, you know, a lot of grassroots support. It divides the environmental movement. Um, but yet to come out and say this is the best thing for us to do—I I don't think that's a, that's a safe answer. Um, same thing with uh, with some of Obama's positions on requiring you know, uh, having a renewable portfolio standard for the country. You may say it's not enough, but I think coming out and taking a strong position on that isn't the safe way to go. Either one could have um, watered down things a bit. If there's one area where I think both of them, actually particularly Obama, waters down things is with clean coal and that he clearly seems to be, I won't say the word pandering because I think that plays it too negatively, but he... He, he talks a good talk on clean coal, and I think mo- most of the reason for that is political maneuvering, not necessarily support of the technology.
1: Can you dive into solar for a minute? You know, sure. I, I, I've read so many different and conflicting, uh, you know, projections of, of the future and how exciting it is and how a, you know... 100-mile-by-100-mile right. bank of solar panels could heat the entire United right, right, right. States and half of China, you know. <laughs> what are the facts there, and, and 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 how viable do you think that is in the future, and what candidates are supporting any initiatives with solar at the most? Um,
3: how viable is that? There, there's certainly, you know, solar is growing rapidly, but huh. at this stage, you know, the, the big plans that are out there, and this summer there have been truly some big plans. At the beginning of the summer, you know, solar plants that were 20 megawatts in size or so could boast that they were the world's biggest. And since then, that was maybe in July, there have been plans announced for, you know, 800 megawatts. In India, The I think it was the Clinton Foundation actually talks about having like a 5-gigawatt integrated solar facility. Just to put that in perspective, that's like the size of like five nuclear power plants, you know, four and a half, five. It's huge. So the, there is great potential in solar. Um, but it, it's it's getting there, you know. In three or five years' time, will some of those plans will start actually being produced and you know get off the the drawing board or the computer screen, and we'll be able to assess the potential better.
1: Which as far case, as it do you think is is diving into that with 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 the, with the um,
3: kind of spirit to move it forward? I I I, I hate to you know. Obama, here it (laughs)
1: comes.
3: Yeah, it, 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 it it is. But but again, I don't. I say that only because the Obama campaign prioritizes renewable energy higher than than does the McCain campaign. McCain, some way I may argue that his past voting record is against it. But at least in his speeches, you know, he he indicates that you know renewable energy will be a part of America's energy future. It's just he places it behind other technologies, and that's why I would say that you know Obama is. Stronger on that issue.
2: No, why is McCain so um, critical of the ethanol subsidies?
3: Why is okay, Maca- yeah? Why is McCain critical of ethanol subsidies? I think there's a lot of good reasons to be critical of ethanol subsidies. Actually, um, the, the issue with corn ethanol. It's a multifaceted issue. And you can take it all the way back to the power of the corn lobby in the United States and high fructose corn syrup and a lot of other environmental issues. But specifically with corn ethanol, you know, there's simply better biofuels out there. You know, corn ethanol compared to some other sources that don't happen to be as readily grown in the United States simply doesn't produce that much per acre, or per hectare, however you want to think about it. And we end up producing a lot of it, and there's probably better uses for it. You know, biofuels will probably have some sort of place within any nation's energy policy, but corn just simply isn't the best way to do it. And it's, you know, it's propping up a corn industry that I think, um, from an environmental perspective, is not particularly sustainable. You know, I, I, I think... Other biofuel, second-generation biofuel, cellulosic ethanol, could receive federal funding, and you know we could get behind that more um, with a clearer conscience. I would say.
2: Where do we stand on even more alternative energies like liquefied coal? I mean, Liquified how, how coal. realistic is that?
3: Um, I would calling altern- calling liquefied coal an alternative energy is. I think semantically accurate, but I think liquefied coal is still coal. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, I, I would not favor it. I think anything that can get aw- gets away from coal as quickly as possible, um, you know, is, is the way to go. Um, you know, carbon capture and sequestration, you know, is something that a lot of people support testing. Both candidates support testing. Um, but... You know, it's a little bit way, a little bit off. You know, it's a little bit farther down, um, down the road.
1: The and we're going to need to cut the show, uh, cut off here just a little bit. But this is sure. really interesting. Any any comments on on wind and candidate position? <laughs> um,
3: but I, again, you know, neither candidate, when they talk about renewable energy, has indicated a specific preference over. Uh, of one over another, of solar, over wind, over geothermal, what have you. Um, the wind industry in the United States is growing rapidly. Um, we at the American Wind Energy Association will love to tell you that, despite the fact that Germany has a larger installed capacity, the United States actually generates more power from wind because it's windier in the United States. Um, yeah, I, I think wind, particularly offshore wind, has a great potential, you know, in the United States, and it's something that both candidates, you know, would be, well-informed to get behind.
2: And is it fair to, to say that Palin is legitimately legitimately an anti-environmentalist? That's sort of how she's being portrayed uh, in the media right now. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. It, it depends on your definition of environmentalist, I guess. Um, she certainly seems to enjoy the outdoors. Um, how she enjoys the outdoors might not be the same as other environmentalists. I... I I don't know. I, I, I wouldn't want to say in her heart of hearts whether she is really anti the environment. And I, I, I wouldn't go so far as to say she is. A number of her stances don't necessarily equate with um, a sustainable environment, I would say. But, you know, she, she, uh, she obviously thinks she is doing the right thing for Alaska. Hopefully she believes she's doing the right thing for the country if she, you know, becomes vice president. So I, I wouldn't go so far as to say she's an anti-environmentalist, but, but her policies, you know, tell the story.
2: Where does she rate on that environmental on The League of yeah.
3: Conservation Voters, they don't actually rate her because they only rate um, members of Congress, or they actually rated, I believe, some other presidential candidates earlier on. Um, I don't believe they have a stat on her.
2: Interesting.
1: What's the most controversial issue with regards to renewable energy? Um, that you see that the candidates are going to really focus right. in on? The
3: most controversial he, issue. Yeah,
1: the most controversial issue with regards to either their stance or uh-huh. evidence of, you know, uh, really uh, disliking a candidate because of a particular position on uh, on, on, on an issue. Um, I... What do you hate I'm, most about McCain? <laughs> what I,
3: I, I, First of all, I, I don't. I don't hate McCain. Actually, okay. I, I, as i said a number of times, I think he just prioritizes things differently. Um, I think what I I'll, I'll be I'll be even-handed. What I don't like about either can, either candidate, is their support of clean coal. We've, we've said a number of times on Tree Hugger, not just myself, but a number of other writers, that there really is no such thing as clean coal. We, we, if there was one phrase that could get out of alternative energy, it's clean coal. There's no such thing. It doesn't exist. And both candidates have expressed support of it. They use the language all the time, and it's, I think it does a great disservice to what's, you know, to the public. Uh-huh,
1: uh-huh. And, 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 and you just see coal and burning coal is just such a preposterous tax on the environment that it's just got to go in your mind.
3: Um, in a nutshell, yeah I, yeah, I, I, it may, it may take a little bit, um, mm-hmm. and actually at the Twin's Global Initiative, Al Gore today talked about how we should actually engage in civil disobedience to prevent the, the opening of new coal power plants that don't include carbon capture and sequestration. Um, and there are a number of them on the table. I, I, I think it's something we have, we have to get behind, you know, get beyond, very quickly,
1: mm-hmm.
3: um, it may take some time. But I think if we all set our heads in the right place to do that, and think about the alternatives, and invest in the alternatives as much as we invest in subsidies for fossil fuels, we may be able to get there.
1: One final question, at least for really- me, and we'll take it over, Mandy. The um your favorite blogs to go to, to to get knowledge and wisdom advice other than your fabulous <laughs> website, treat uh, other than which should be com. number but, one, of course. It, it but, should be on the right, of course, number one. But on from a writer's list. perspective, where, um, do you, where do you? I think
3: one of the one is that, that maybe it maybe it's a second step for people, but is the oil drum? It, it talks about peak oil, talks about the the intricacies of fo- the fossil fuel market that will. It'll give you a lot of lot of insight. Um, other website, other environmental websites too. Um, beyond Treehugger, there's always um, you know to plug another Treehugger affiliate is on PlanetGreen.com. Um, other good ones, you know, at the top of the list, you know, Grist has a, has a lot of good information. Um, you know, for a little bit weightier, world changing. There, there, there are a number of them out there. Um, yeah, that actually that could give people a place to start. I believe.
1: Great. Well, how do people get a hold of you and find out more about what your philosophies are, and, and, um, other than, I guess, digging yeah, into Treehugger? Yeah, posts?
3: just dig into Treehugger. Um, I will have a number of posts up every day, Monday through Friday. There's a bio page, which has my email address on it. I'd give you the URL from our archives, but it's something absurdly long, ending in <laughs> equals Matthew McDermott, um, and nobody will write it down. So yeah, log on to Treehugger.com, find one of my posts, and click um, on my name.
1: Well,
2: Matthew, Yo, one, really, one last question yeah, please, uh, from, uh, from my station manager wants to know, what organizations do you feel are, th- are the best, the most supportive for the environment? What, what organizations so far, politically speaking?
3: Uh, are you talking strictly political organizations or environmental organizations in general?
2: I um, environmental, environmental organizations in general.
3: Um, my brain, again, um, has just uh, blanked, but um, Environmental Defense Fund is very good. Sierra Club's an obvious choice. Um, World Watch Institute is another good one. I could plug a, a guest Treehugger writer, Lester Brown's organization, Earth Policy Institute. All are excellent organizations, and will give you um, greater detail than Treehugger does because it's they're more think tank advocacy organizations, and that's what they do.
2: Awesome, Matt. It's been so great having you on. Great. And Thank you know, you. like I said before, I mean, I think we're going to get to the point in the United States where we're not seeing so much red and red versus blue. We're just seeing who's going to stand up for the Green Party, you know? I,
3: yeah, I think that's the correct attitude to take on it. Um, if you, I think everybody should priori- prioritize the environment, probably more highly than they do. I mean, it's if the environment is, you know, sacrificed, then the economy is sacrificed
1: as well, ultimately. Right, right.
2: So thank you so much for joining us. What do you thank think, Byron? Thank you for Byron? having me. Whew,
1: Matthew, I'm exhausted. I need to react <laughs> <agile> immediately. <laughs> But I am armed for the next controversial dinner party that I attend in the next (laughs) week or two. Well, i get a lot of good help. (laughs) Really appreciate you being on the show and helping clarify some of these really neat issues. We'll hopefully have you back sometime as well. This has really been exciting. Great. Thank you again. Thanks for being on the show. So until next week, everyone, Mandy, Mm Mm-hmm. hope our lives are a little bit (laughs) less exhausted. (laughs) (laughs) next week, but until then we hope your life's a little bit smarter better, faster
2: politically green
1: beautiful (laughs) well said thanks everyone for listening, we'll see you next week